All right. This is a su surprise one here. Normally, I don't. You've been doing these a lot lately where you tell me to push the button. I have no idea what we're getting ready to talk about. Yep. So you're going to pull out your Bibles for this one. You should. Every single episode that we do. Yep. Normally, I don't do these and I don't do topical studies or anything like that. But for all of the, uh, we started kind of going through some end time stuff. And so I was wanting to to throw up a good defense too for everybody during the living in the end times. And it's just not me saying these things, but there's, there's biblical backing to how we as Christians should live our lives. So we're going to go to first Corinthians seven. I'll give you time. Do you want to pull it up? Yeah, I'm trying to. Again, I didn't know what we were doing, so I wasn't prepared. Shouldn't be. I told you it was going to be. What'd you say? First Corinthians 7? 7. Okay. I wasn't listening either, apparently. Okay. First Corinthians 7. There. Did you click the button? It's been clicked. Oh, so. You've been recording this whole time. All right. Well, that's cool. You didn't know that? Did you no, want me to I pause it? No, I have no idea. No, you don't have to. You can oh, leave okay. this in there. See? We'll just leave it raw. Normally we'd cut that out, but if we remembered, which I often don't. Okay, <clears throat> First Corinthians seven. Yeah, before I go and read it, though, I want uh, to give a little bit of background on Corinthians. This is obviously Paul is writing here to the church in Corinth, and the church in Corinth was a absolute disaster. Uh, they had many, many issues. Uh, took two letters of issues and Paul I mean but what's interesting about it is it's all issues that we are dealing with inside of the body of Christ today it's amazing how close we are to all of these things we feel like we're so far removed but we're totally not well, yeah that was going to be part of part of my point is that we get this assumption that these are just a bunch of you know, people living out in the Middle East in, you know, caveman times type thing Yeah, is the Desert idea that we get. Tents. And that, I mean, that couldn't be further from the truth, especially in the first century here, this time period. Uh, it was very, very modern. I mean, it was, you were getting, you were getting there. They had, I mean, trade was well and alive merchants i mean there's you know buying selling i mean all of this was just beginning to just flourish and just go all across the world at this point and um so the corinthians were dealing with a lot of the same things that we're dealing with today they had wants and goals and desires and they sinned just like we did. Now, granted, this was this was also a very confusing time, especially in religion, because you had the Roman and Greek gods, which were prevalent in that society, but they were along with our God. But they looked at them as the God as they looked at him as God as God of the Hebrews. And of the Jews. So it was a very 
very odd religious time when these two things were kind of all Christianity was new on the scene and it was it wasn't Judaism and it wasn't obviously anything to do with the Roman gods it was something you know completely different so while Paul definitely had to iron out a lot of cultural things here that, that they were concerned about and they weren't sure what to do with because they were confused you know and you you need those are important to know that because there there's certain things in corinthians that definitely do speak to our church to the present day today but then there's some things that just kind of explain themselves in the text and uh but if you were to read it or maybe what's more popularly taught in churches nowadays or by extremist groups that want to take things and twist what what paul's words were to make it apply towards this certain you know foundational truth or whatever you think is your foundational truth so you need to to be able to separate those things but for the most part this is very very relevant to our church today and you can learn a lot from corinthians and and learn a lot of of what we are seeing today in the church is is the same exact things that they were dealing with but the consequences are the same and the steps that we should we should do and take are <clears throat> are laid out for us very very clearly in these letters for the church for the church and us as us as believers so paul is writing to this troubled church ironing it out but he's also reminding them of a couple things here too and this is very very important for your daily lives here in verse 29 and we're going to do 29 through 31 you got that okay. yep i'm there all right this is what i mean brothers the appointed time has grown very short from now on let those who have wives live as though they had none and those who mourn as though they were not mourning and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing. And those who buy as though they had no goods. And those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. Can I tell you or show you a funny something real quick? Yeah. You tell me to scroll down to this? Yeah. Look at my Bible. <laughs> you have that whole, just that whole text? Yeah. Was it 29 through 31? Yeah. Like it literally. <laughs> you have the whole one highlighted The exact part that you just yeah. went over. Like I have in my Bible with my highlighting and notes and stuff. Like the same. So sorry. I found that. Yeah. And, chuckle worthy. And he, Paul is putting this here in between. He's talking about marriage. And he's talking about, you know, just, you know, because like I said, their their status was it was just very, very, very different, you know, to where, you know, the Romans had various different things that they did immorally. 
And so, and the Jews, obvious, they had a certain way of doing things. And so Paul was just like, okay, you know, he's going through the whole thing about being married and having a wife. And although if you're not married, don't worry about it. If you are, you know, whatever. But he's explaining how we are to live in this time. Paul absolutely understood. He did not believe that Christ was coming within their lifetimes. He knew that it was going to be a period of time, but he knew it was a short period of time like cuz the clock is ticking. It's ticking down like it it, it sure it has been, <laughs> but it is ticking down towards the climax towards the the end and it's passing away quickly and as we've seen in historically all throughout scripture things usually tend to happen in 2000 year blocks large large happenings it seems to be the way that god works we don't predict the way that we you know but if you know, being intelligent and in, in, in studying scripture and coming up with intelligent, um, you know, observations in it. There's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. In the end of the day, we're worshiping our Lord because we are just seeking him out. We're not trying to predict when when he's going to come. But we're saying that we're acknowledging the fact that he is coming. He gave us the conditions of the things that were going to be happen happening and getting progressively getting worse towards while he was here and those signs to look for then let's remember too he you know he rebuked the leaders of his day for standing right in front of them and not knowing who he was what what do you think that this time that we're living in now is you think that we have this this popular attitude that we can just ignore these things and put these things in the back of our head or act that they're not act like they're not important and we don't want to talk about the the doom and gloom you know reality of life but there there's a harsh reality to it i had we had a very deep discussion this afternoon about another thing that's a completely different topic but I think the result of that is the reality of life and and then at some time some day that we have to acknowledge that this is very very real and sometimes it's hard to process this but people will die without knowing the Lord and people who think they know that they they know that the Lord but are still following the ways of the world even though well-intentioned, they believe that they are, but they're still following the ways of the world. We, At some point, we have to realize that that type of behavior proves that that's not spiritual fruit, which shows that you don't have the Holy Spirit. It's hard for us to make those judgments, but when we see somebody or each other acting like that, that's what that's 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 biblical truth. This is the stuff that we don't like and we want to throw away and stuff that we don't ever want to hear. But we have to acknowledge that this stuff is real and that it's coming, it's happening. I don't I don't want to sound like Heidi over here and put on my tinfoil hat 
Maybe and, you and be the crazy guy in the corner with the sign that says the end is near. That's not what I'm not trying to be like that. But what I'm trying to do is rise the minds of Christians to start paying attention to these things from a, a literal perspective. Because his return, like Paul believed and wrote, is imminent. And that we should always live in light of Christ's certain return. He's going to come back. But there's a lot of there's a lot of truth to what's going to happen during that period. And some of this we have to acknowledge. And by acknowledging some of it, it will change the way that we live our lives because it has to. It's just the direction that it takes. But you can't, I mean, verse 31. And those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For this present form of this world is passing away. Cool, we got to deal with it. We have to live here because we don't know when that time is going to be. Okay, so we live in it. We deal with it. But we live like we had no dealings with it. But this is so opposite of what I would say the mass majority is A, being taught, and B, believing and living out. Sure. Absolutely it is. Because what does that look like? That looks like, okay, I have to be a school bus driver. I think of your grandparents. I have to be a school bus driver in the system. I take kids to school. I can serve God by taking kids to school. But I don't send my child to public school. I have somebody, at, I have the parent mom at home, dad's a school bus driver, dealing in the world. Because actually, the perfect example of this. Why didn't I even? I sh duh. Our our pastor from back home. I I'm here. I'm talking, trying to make a hypothetical situation. I'm like, I have a real example for you. Yeah. Our pastor from back home, where we're from in California. Yep. He is. Is he's still doing it, right? Yeah. He's currently still a school bus driver. Yep. Worked with my grandparents. Yep. Because his paycheck for pastoring. Because he doesn't take a big salary. Exactly. He leaves He's it to the there. church, so he supports himself. The church does not support him. And he is one of the most amazing men that I have ever met in my life. Yep. And he is... He's so full of the spirit and so intelligent, and I just love him to death. Um, you know, I just... Yeah. Anyway, but you know what? I tell you what, he works in the world, yep. but he's nothing of the world. He's completely, he all, you could always tell that he, Bill was different. He was there, but he was a light. He, you could tell that man emanated Christ. Yep. No matter where he was, he used to come in and I, 
I, I used when I worked at the he used to come in all the time to the movies, but he would only come to ones obviously that were halfway decent. But like the way that he would act and handle himself, and just the way that he w- was the same person that he was on on Sunday, and just definitely, you know, he, just a just an amazing an amazing man I think. But he dealt with this world like he had no dealings with it. Yep. He worked here. He wasn't a part of it. That didn't define who he was. He wasn't a school bus driver. He wasn't proud of it. He wasn't a proud anything. And you see that by the fruit of not only his life, his wife, their children, all of them. Absolutely. I mean, his kids are all, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah, let's see. One's a pastor. Not, not, he is a qualified, that's not what he does as a profession, but he is a very qualified preacher. And that's his son-in-law, and his his daughter is extremely both sons-in-law, both sons-in-law. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yes, yes. Now that I think about it, they completely and both of the girls too are completely biblically educated and and the most amazing biblical biblical women that you know that we know. So. And that that's what I'm getting at here. Um, it's not there's there's people that that and we have to take this. So people that feel this pull and, and want to do these things, but don't ever think they could. Well, you can and you should, because this is what the Lord calls you to. It's not it's not me being legalistic here trying to make a, a set rules of what you can and can't do. But think about the words that's written here in saying Deal with the world as though you had no dealings with it. What do you, what does that mean? I do it because I have to. Because I'm here and this is what I do. Well, because there is that level of reality. Like, yes, we are here. There are certain things that sure. have to be done. But do we truly, like... This is what I keep talking about on the biblical womanhood stuff. Like, really weigh yourself on that. Are you really only getting as involved as you absolutely positively have to to have the bare minimum of what you absolutely need to get by? If God gives you more, amen, that's fantastic. But is it... Is that where your heart is? Is your heart committed to this world for just the bare minimum, bare necessity? Maybe even you're doing without sometimes, but just barely skidding by on a worldly sense of worldly pleasures and desires and things and and all of that. And, you know, this is, and Paul makes it very clear in the beginning too, what he's talking about, not only for the world, but with with his literal application here when he says, this is what I mean, brothers. The appointed time has grown very short. Okay, Christ is coming back at any minute. It's growing shorter and shorter and shorter. Matter of fact, the, is, as we keep, keep continuing on, the days are just winding down, not up. Yeah, I don't. that's it. We don't know how long it goes. But it's still winding down. So when Paul says, let those who have wives live as though they had none, 
Does that mean that you're not supposed to have a wife? You're supposed to treat your wife like trash and just live like wife, you're not. Wife, I just ignore you. Wife, I'm I just living e- like I it have says none. right here, let those who have wives live as though they had none. So that means I can do whatever I want. Because I'm pretending like yeah. I ain't got no wife. Honey, I'm married, but verse 29 of 1 Corinthians 7 mm-hmm. says, yeah, no. You let me know how that works yeah. out for you. Okay? That is not what that means. I'm not that hold means my breath that my wife is not my ultimate concern because I'm not trying to please my wife. I'm trying to please the Lord. And in turn, I should be pleasing my wife while I'm pleasing the Lord. Sometimes they don't match up. Sometimes and when they don't match up, don't. who wins? The, the Lord, Lord, not, not your, your wife. wife. Exactly. And that's what Paul's point is. It's so, It's so direct. And yet people... And this is where teachers will take Paul's words, like Peter t- says, and twist them. Yep. Is in things like this. Because when you say the here, you can say whatever you want. You can make whatever you want just by this little passage. And this is why I don't ever do these topical things like this. But I think... For Paul's point in this whole letter with the Corinthians, this right here just circled out such an obvious truth to me when I read it earlier. I was just like, my gosh, I have to I have to do something on this because this is exactly what it's all about. We live for Christ, not for anybody else. It says, let those who have wives live as they had none. So I am trying to please Christ here. That's serious. Right? Because you wouldn't you wouldn't mistreat your wife and cheat on your wife and do that to your wife or you shouldn't. Regardless of what you've done in your past. Whoever <laughs> whatever your situation may be. You wouldn't do that. No. Not if you're living for Christ. Yep. Wouldn't happen. So you don't have to worry about that. He's not talking about... But that he's showing the seriousness of that. Because you wouldn't abuse that, right? You would think that... Man, I would, honey, I wouldn't do that. I love you. Why, why would I live my life like that? And just go out and do whatever I want and just sin with the whole world and it wouldn't matter. Because I'm living like I didn't have to. It wouldn't matter. No, it's that serious. And let those who mourn as though they were not mourning. But also those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing. Those are, aren't those contrasts? Wait a minute. So you're telling somebody who is mourning, okay, don't worry about it. Yeah. But then you're telling somebody that's going, okay, yay. I don't have to worry about it. Don't worry worry about about it. it. To worry about it. Yeah. That contrasts each other. Nope. It doesn't. It perfectly marries with each other. It it marries in right in the middle of where your attitude and where your your care is in this world. Yeah. Where are you at? Where where is your heart? Where is your mind? Are your eyes on Christ or are you on the world? 
But only you can truly answer that question to you. You have to truly look at your life and look at yourself and assess yourself on this and go, am I caught up in these things? Am I absorbed by my weeping? Are you absorbed by your worrying about stuff, your stress, your depression, your worries, your whatever it might be that's got you absorbed. Are you absorbed by your joy? Are you all absorbed with what you're doing and all the good things that you have and are doing? Are you absorbed by your possessions? Is it all about your house, your car, your career, your, mm-hmm. your, 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 you have to truly assess yourself on that stuff, but I don't think many are willing to do it. They're not. And like I said, this is an interesting passage because in, in I've, I'm normally, like I said, against only just doing a couple of verses. I normally am against that. But what's interesting here is Paul kind of pauses in between what he's writing to make a point about something. That's what he says when, this is what I mean, brothers. He's making a point. He's saying in between his conversation, because he's going off about this wife thing and and all this. And then he goes, okay, here, the point is this. (laughs) This The point is we don't worry about all this. We worry about Christ. We're not in the world. So that he breaks from that. And then he continues on uh, in chat in verse 32 on going through, going back to addressing the wife situation that he's talking about in the, in the local situation there to the Corinthian church. But his point that he makes right here. This is one of those things that we talk that we're reading somebody else's mail and we always have to remember that because we are. But this is one of those things that you can take out of somebody else's mail and learn. If, if somebody's writing in a letter and he, they're making a point, they're, they're trying to explain something and, then, and they, they say in the letter, here, I'm trying to make a point. And this is the person's point. And you read that point and that point can be profound. And you can learn from that point. You could go, wow, this point applies to my situation. Normally, the Bible isn't written to us, and it's not. But this is one thing where you can learn from it. And you can take a lot from it. But at the end of it, to close it out, he says in his last sentence, for the present form of this world is passing away. All this, it's gone. It's, it's trash. It's garbage. It's, you know, Ecclesiastes, I think, lays it out perfectly. If you haven't listened to the Ecclesiastes study, go back and li- listen to it because Ecclesiastes lays it out perfectly. You enjoy it. You enjoy the time that you can here. You enjoy God's beautiful creation. You enjoy the love and the gifts that, that God gave you. You, you know, you, you, you just make sure that you spend this time just in love and in his creation while we are here in, in serving other people and worshiping him. And we can have lots of enjoyment in this present form. But we also have to realize that not everybody has reasons to to sing and shout. And so we all kind of have to put our minds back into one pot here and say, hey, 
All this is going away quickly. None of this matters. It it, it doesn't. Your situation, hey, that means that you're that step closer to Christ's return. So, like I said, I, I probably won't do any more of these where I just take a couple verses out. Because mm -hmm. I always like to just go through the whole chapter. But like I said, this was just an interesting point that he was making. And I thought everybody should hear it. Yeah, I agree. It's a good one. It really is. Anything else you want to add to today? Nope, I think it was just a little short one. Little short one at yeah, half an hour. There All right, you. guys. <laughs>